There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. back everybody to another episode of bench with bubba episode 281 we got a special one on tap tonight as we wait for baseball season to get here we've been thinking of fun things to do and nothing can be more fun than having my good friend the one the only yancey eaton how are we doing my friend bubba it feels fantastic to be on um this kind of feels a little bit of a letdown because you were just on the rotowire podcast with uh, jeff erickson which is just like you know one of the biggest podcasts out there so like all of a sudden i feel like like my heart is just like exploding for you, obviously, because it's a great opportunity and just a great guy. And it just, it gets you out there, you know, to a much bigger audience that, you know, maybe hasn't listened to you before. Um, but a little, a little part of me is kind of jealous. It's like, man, like he goes from like the Jeff Erickson experience, the whole Rotowire crew and everything to like, now it's just, now it's just me, you know? So it's like a little bit of a letdown. I'm sorry for everybody who was, you know, <laughs> hoping for something a little bit bigger. Maybe they were hoping that you guys did like a one for one and Jeff came on or something, but it's me. Here I am. No, I think uh, most of the fantasy baseball world will love to hear some Yancey Eaton. Uh, for those that don't know, Yancey and I have been friends for quite some time now. Yancey has been on the podcast a few times back in the Google Hangout days. Um, it's yep. his first experience on the new format, but it is great to have Yancey. We text all the time. We talk on the phone. Um, he is a great human being, and as many know, he's a great uh, fan of the fantasy baseball world. So this is more fun. We were, we've been talking about it, and uh, – I gave him a hard time because he's been super busy. I, I, the door is always open for Yancey on Bench with Bubba. And uh, he's been busy. And then I saw him do a couple shows and I sent him a, hey, what's going on with this text? And, yeah. and so we, book, we, <laughs> we, 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 book, we booked that one up real quick. So Yancey's going to change yeah. things up tonight. I'm, I'm going to answer a couple, ask a couple questions out the gate. And then this is almost like Yancey interviews Bubba time. So it's going to be fun. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I've noticed most of the time, obviously, because this is your show and you invite people on and, um, you know, not that anybody's doing anything wrong, but it's just kind of implied that whenever people come on, you're asking questions and then they're answering them. And, you know, you'll, you'll give your analysis or you'll give feedback on, you know, this question or that question. But for the most part, it's kind of one sided. And that's by design. Again, mm-hmm. nobody's doing anything wrong, but I, I'm on tonight because I want to do much less talking than I'm doing right now. And I just want to, like, mm-hmm. just get a bunch of questions out, stuff that I, I've been meaning to ask you or just stupid questions or some baseball questions, predictions, all types of stuff. Um, and just like, kind of like let you like roll with it and, 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 and see what Bubba has to say about a bunch of stuff and rapid fire. That's going to be a blast. I can't wait to see what trouble I get to in the end of this. But um, before that, I have a couple questions for you, Yancy. Um, okay. First off, assume we're assuming a lot of things. I ask pretty much every guest this. It's the standard question now. Assume we get baseball. Just assume. And it's 81 to 100 games like speculation is. How would you approach approach drafts differently for that than you would a regular season? You know, I thought about this question a lot, and uh, I'm going to have to write off like three or four of my questions I had for you. <laughs> um, it's one of those situations where I – baseball is already – there's so much variance in it, and there's so many different things that you can't possibly forecast or predict. Um, for me, man, I'm, I'm going to be so thankful if we even have a season – I don't really plan on adding a bunch to my slate as far as like season long content or not content, but just leagues that I'm involved in. I'm going to kind of roll with the, the, the leagues that I have. I, I think I have 14 or 16 NFBC leagues right now, which is just too many. Had I known that the season would have been truncated like this, honestly, I, I don't think I would have done any of them. Um, like TGSBI, like I plan on winning the overall on that too. Um, but you know, there's always going to be something that's like, yeah, congratulations on winning like the junior baseball league. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's going to be so many caveats that that's going to come with it that I'm more looking forward to. I want to just draft really, really high upside teams. And I don't even know if this is game theory optimal or if this is, you know, the exact route I should be taking, but you know, I want to have Tyler Glassman on my team. I want to have a ton of Fran Mil Reyes. I want to have a ton of Yohan Moncada. I want to have these players where their 90th percentile range of outcome in a shortened season is, is, you know, an absolute MVP candidate or a home run title King. Like I want Joey Gallo, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of saying a lot, but for the most part, I'm, I'm basically just going to eschew like conventional knowledge, you know, picking safe players. Like, I'm sorry, Corey Seager is not going to be on my team. I don't want like an empty batting average. I don't want a compiler. You know, I'm not going to have a bunch of Gene Segura or, you know, players like that. Like, I'm basically going to be mixing up everything I did for the first half of the draft season and just going, you know, completely ham and just trying to catch lightning in a bottle. If that makes me a mouth breather, then I'm a mouth breather, but um, I'm just going to be so happy that baseball has come back. Like I said, maybe I'll do one or two more leagues, but it's just going to be, you know, just having fun. Yeah, no doubt about it. And that's what's fun about the question, because I've heard so many people on both sides of the fence, and we, no one can say they're right or wrong, because A, we've never experienced this before. B, we have no idea. We are, we are yeah. pure, spe- pure speculation of, you know, what can take place. We talk about it on a full season. You never know what's going on in a player's life. You know, maybe their their dad got sick or their they're having troubles with, with their, their wife at home or something. Those are things we don't know about. We know that they're going through a lot of things right now. They might have to hear from their family. There might be all kinds of scenarios that make their game play differently. So I, yeah, I think we don't, it's, know, it's, we, we, we don't know what their preparation looks like, their training. Exactly. Like they don't have coaches with them. You know what I mean? It's, it's such a mixed bag. Bro. Like it's in all seriousness, like we, like you said, we have no way of knowing. And then there's people that are really, really smart that I trust. Like, you know, Rob Silver will be on one end of the spectrum as far as, you know, how he mm-hmm. assesses risk or mitigates risk. And then, you know, Gray Albright and Rudy Gamble, who are two really, really smart people, they'll say something completely different. And yep. both 
like both did their homework and both are really, really smart and much better at fantasy than I am. And they're both saying two different things. So it's like, really nobody knows. So whatever happens, happens. I know that's the worst answer ever, but that's kind of how I feel. No, and that's why I ask everybody the same question because it's fun to just kind of talk about it because there's so many ways to approach it. There's a safe approach. There's the approach you're taking. I'm kind of more in your camp than the other camp. But uh, I see kind of both angles when you break it all down. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Um, I'm going to give you the floor for now. Eventually, we'll go to some listener questions. But okay. I- I'm really intrigued to see what you have up your sleeve. Okay. Yeah. Already, like we're running out of time. So, like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm telling There's you. There's no time me. limit. There's no time limit. We've got. <laughs> well, you see, I've been running some really long podcasts, like the last couple of weeks, with people like, and my wife. You know, I, I got to be thoughtful for her because she's expecting <laughs> me to be out of here in about an hour. Or so, okay. Gotcha. First question. First question, Bubba. How did it feel getting the Rotowire invite? <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is gonna be a fun podcast. I can tell. Um, Honestly, I've I've told Jeff and I've had a lot of Rotowire guys on my show. I've been on the radio show a couple times with James and Clay. Like when the Rotowire guy, I, well, I, I've said before, like when I started doing this podcast, like I was having my buddies on, like you and other guys, and it was nothing against you guys, but like you know how it is when you start getting the Rotowire guy in a DM, like Derek Van Riper saying, "Sure, I'll be on your show," or yeah, these yeah, guys, then it, feel, then it sitting, feels real, yeah. You're, yeah. yeah, you're sitting there going, oh, my goodness. What, like, like, I told Jeff, like, I've had him on twice. And the first time I told him, I said, thanks for doing this. I've been a subscriber since uh, my college days. So we're talking about 14, 15 years now. And when I started subscribing, then did I ever think I'd sit down and talk to you guys that I listened to on Sirius XM radio and stuff? No, mm-hmm. not a chance. So um, yeah. when, when Jeff DM'd me last week, I literally started uh, making arrangements to make sure there was nothing on my schedule. <laughs> to get in the way of this like yep, asked people, me before, yep yeah yep. yancy asked me before this all didn't you work today i said yeah he's all didn't you record with jeff during the day i said yeah he's all how'd you do that well i took a break from 11 to 12 15 <laughs> so in the middle of we, the day we, yeah we, we i it was it, it was happening one way or, it was happening and there's nothing going to stop it it was a surreal thing it was fun it was a cool conversation for those that haven't listened to it um you probably have because you should be listening to those before this show most likely but um, I, it was fun because it, it, like, just like this show is going to be, it wasn't your prototypical fantasy baseball show. So I highly recommend it. It was a fun just chatting and, and talking about life and sports and all kinds of things. It was really cool. I am a, a, I'm a real friend. I've already listened to it. I was really disappointed that it was only 49 minutes long, um, <laughs> which I understand. They, they keep a tight show, so yeah. I understand. But in all seriousness, it was really cool to see you get an opportunity like that, like, you know, I want more people to see what I already know, which is that you're great at what you do. You're fantastic with podcasting. Like you obviously care about this a lot. You're just constantly putting out good content. So, um, okay. Next question. What is the biggest way that your day-to-day life has changed with all this social distancing stuff? It could be work, it could be podcasting, whatever, but just like, what is the the number one difference in your life right now? Um, yeah, it'll be different for everybody. For me, it's more because I still work out of my truck. I'm driving around working with people. Um, we can't fraternize at the office anymore. You can come in and out as long as you're working, but you can't just hang out and talk to people. Um, I think the hardest thing is when I'm driving around all day, if I want to stop and grab something to eat or whatever, it's a lot more complicated because I try not, you know, the goal is not to go through fast food, but that's about all you have right now. So that that's a little difficult. And then the other thing kind of came into play today, trying to do podcasts is uh, my wife was at home doing her nursing school on the computer and she's doing a lot of zoom meetings. So when I used to be able to just record whenever I want to willy nilly, now I got to kind of work around that. So I'm not because I have a very loud voice that carries that uh, I try yeah. not to interrupt those things. So I'd say that's probably the biggest thing is uh, 
having another person home so much, I wasn't quite used to that. Yeah, I, it's, dude, it's been a challenge, a challenge for us too. Just like my wife and I, you know, we work together in real estate and just being on top of each other. And I'm the same way. She's like, she's, she's all the way across the other side of the house. I'm in the garage. There's multiple doors in between us and she'll still be texting me in about five minutes. She's like, can you please keep it down? You're like screaming into the mic. So I get it. Okay. Uh, next question. What does date night look like now for you and Ashley? Um, with the baby in play, it pretty much means if I'm going shopping somewhere, which for me means going like 40 minutes south to pass Robles because it's a better grocery store and situation, then I'll pick up like one of our favorite restaurants to go. Like we'll get Thai food or something like that. And I'll bring mm -hmm. it down and we'll, ha we'll have a nice seltzer water with it. And uh, we'll enjoy some uh, Netflix or some recorded television. Some, yeah, pretty, some nice pretty, sparkling water. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, I don't go, I don't go, I don't go full Pellegrino on us, but uh, we go yeah. maybe, maybe the knockoff LaCroix, something like that. Yeah. Hey, LaCroix is lit, man. I got like a million different flavors. I love that. Yeah. I'm starting to become um, a fan. I wasn't at first, but I'm, I'm, I'm there now. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Uh, what, what does, what does your wife think about the time that you put into fantasy sports? <laughs> is she mostly a fan or is it mostly like something that you guys like fight about? Um, she's mostly a fan. Like you can tell there's times when there's frustration there, like it was, it was convenient. Usually it was always when she wasn't around, but now she's around more. She sees exactly how much, uh, stupidity I am a part of basically that, uh, she's good with it for the most part, because, um, I, I, I get paid a little bit for certain gigs here and there, not for everything, obviously. So that helps a little bit, but mm -hmm. at the same, at the same time, um, it's more, as long as I make sure to put the time in elsewhere and work it around, we're, we're good right now. Okay. So, is your wife on Twitter? I don't think she is. She is, but uh, she barely ever looks at it, like barely ever, period. Okay. So let me ask you this. Do you read her tweets? Do you read her your friend's tweets, stuff that you're laughing at? Like, what does that look like? Does she realize that, like, there's this whole world where, like, Bubba has thousands and thousands of followers and, like, you're constantly engaging with people? Is she aware that that's, like, a part of the deal or is, is she mostly just completely oblivious to that? She is aware of it. It annoys her a ton at times, like really big time because uh, like the phone's buzzing or this, that, like I'm on my phone too much, stuff like that. That gets yep. a little too much. But um, there are times if I'll just start chuckling, she'll ask what's so funny and I'll show her. And she is like, usually it's something so dumb. It's the eye roll or something along those lines. But um, yeah, no, she she's very well aware of it. It's one of those like, how the heck did this happen? Who really cares about what you're talking about? Stuff like that. But uh, yes, very well aware. Yeah, my wife always has this this air of skepticism, which is basically what you're saying is why why does anybody care what what you think? Why yeah. why is anybody who are these people and why are they talking to you? You know, I think yeah. one of the one of the the most liked tweets I've had in the last like six months was like right before I went to bed. It was like eleven o'clock at night, and like I just quoted my wife saying, "Okay, tell all your little boyfriends it's time to go to sleep." That was so and I good. think that like really resonated with everybody because like that's really how my wife feels. Like she just sees them as like my little boyfriends that are taking up time and attention and you know all these things. But um, okay, enough of me talking. All right. So of the sports that you cover and you podcast for, or you've been podcasting in the past, which one do you miss the most? That is not baseball. So which sport do you miss covering the most? That is not baseball. Oh, that's easy for me because well, I'm glad you said not, if not baseball because that's the obvious answer, yeah. but. The uh, yep. the second obvious is golf. I love golf. I have a passion for golf. I finally got to go play golf the other day because it, the courses are opening around me slowly but surely, and they're they're following all the guidelines. Like it's legit. Like you never touch anybody or anything. It's it's very uh, it, basically you're as close to the people as you want to be. Like there's nothing else. I didn't even go to the pro shop. Didn't even go inside the pro shop. So um, mm. they're they're definitely taking all precautions in play there. 
but I, I love talking about golf. I love watching golf. I, I love everything about golf. So I know it's a little slow for some people. I get it. I totally get it. It's an old man sport to some, but that, that would be the sport for me that I miss that a lot. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, what type of content, all right, this is kind of a weird question, but so what type of content are you not interested in seeing right now that think of sports content creators, right? Like websites, podcasters, so there's, there's a lot of them that are still putting out the content, but it's not sports related, right? So all of a sudden, like as an example, I, you know, I subscribe to like 120 podcasts and, you know, most of those used to be sports podcasts or science podcasts, whatever. but now because there's no sports, they're all basically like pop culture podcasts. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's like all of a sudden I have 120 people giving me their takes on like movies and music and books and stuff, which is cool. Um, but, you know, kind of not what I signed up for. I will tell you, I have zero interest in simulated games where like people like write analysis on like a, a simulated game. It, it literally does not resonate with me at all. And then like all of the written content for MLB The Show, I'm just like out on. Like I can watch it and I'll watch Blake Snell stream and I'll watch Paul Score, but you know, I cannot read content on that. Like, do you have anything that you've been seeing where like you're just like, man, this is not it. This is not for me. That is tough. I, I know... I subscribe to a lot of a lot of podcasts, and I subscribe to probably some like just comedy stuff. I'm listening to the comedy a lot more now. Um, the sports, I'm not I'm not as religiously listening to them because it's a combination of we're all talking about the same thing now, which it's like all we have. And then the other thing is, I like all my buddies, I really do, but I don't need to like I don't need to hear all of them draft like their favorite shows and 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 movies and stuff. It's cool. Like I love yeah. talking about it. Like I've done shows like that. I get it. Some people love it. I love talking about them. Like you and I, we talk about shows and movies. You used to do a movie sh- podcast, for crying out loud. But yeah. um, it's like I don't sign up. I didn't sign up to listen to those guys talk about them type thing. So yeah, I know. it's a little, it's a I, little it tough. It's snobby, but yeah. Yeah, it, it's yeah. nothing personal. Like if I, it, it's almost like if I was in person with them, I could have like a 45-minute conversation on it. But I don't really yeah. want to sit and listen to it. Um, this this next question, I'll be very, very short, but um, I really been digging what Nathan Dawkins, uh, Van Lee, and Ron Rigney have been doing with the Nasty Cast. Like, they've actually taken, like, hey, let's make creative content to, like, a, like a level that was really, really impressive. Like, one episode, they, they did a recipe swap, where they were literally going over recipes. And, like, there wasn't a joke. That was literally the show. Um, another one, they just did guess the triple flash, where they, you know, they cite a player's triple flash line from last year, our former year, and you just have to guess it. Stuff like that, I think, is really, really creative. Like, um, the Wilson Bogman bringing on MLB moving average, and they did a full 100-game season mock draft. Like, that is really, really great content. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know since, like, the beginning of March, Alex and Nick for Pitcherless, they brought on Pablo Lopez, Caleb Smith, Lewis Thorpe, uh, Savali, Jerry Blevins, Trevor May, Jameson Tyone, and Matthew Boyd. That's all within, like, the last two months. So, like, there's people out there who are, like, really, like, you know, doing it as far as, like, the original content. Like, can you think of anything like that where, like, something stood out, like, you know, just people killing it in the offseason with no sports. I think um, what Dawkins and them are doing is always great. They've they've been just kind of ahead of the creativity game from the beginning. Like they mm-hmm. can intertwine the sports, yeah. the creativity. You know that very well with the nasty cast. Yeah. Um, Nick Nick and them is great. One thing that I love, and it's it's not so much the baseball podcast, and it's it's pretty simple stuff. There's a reason he's as big as he is. But I love what Pat Mayo can do during any time. Like he can find stuff yep. to talk about yep. and, and he can talk pop culture cause that's part of his brand. Like, and he brings guests on that are a part of that situation. It's not the same people running the show. Like me and Toby taking an hour and a half to talk about um, our favorite movies. 
wouldn't quite be the same. That's why like, when I did mine, I did them with Ben Palmer because he's like a movie aficionado that wrote about movies. There, there, there's a difference, and that's what Paul or uh, Pat Mayo does. And I absolutely love how he can go from you know he can go from UFC to golf to he just did one on the Ringers like uh, reality TV bracket, and it was entertaining as all get up. So mm-hmm. and he's doing then he does like a COVID nineteen podcast with with Davis Maddock and stuff like he's all over the board of stuff. And uh, that's the yeah. kind of stuff I really enjoy. I don't listen to every single Pat Mayo experience. Oh, neither um, do I. I you always, can't. I always listen to uh, yeah, because it's, it's so varied of topics. But that's to his credit. Like he has so much range. Yeah. But I always listen to the ones he does with Davis. I think that they both because just politically, ideologically, like they're they're both very respectful of each other and they have great mm-hmm. conversations. But they also are different. So yes. you don't have two guys agreeing with each other for an hour. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. discourse that they have between each other. And also, you mentioned Ben Palmer. I, I keep meaning to reach out to him. Like. Ben, if you're listening to this, I, every single time Bubba has you on, we always just end up like gushing about you, about how articulate and like super smart and just amazing at podcasting you are. So I hope that you hear this someday in the distant future and you smile and think fondly of yourself because I think you really get what you do. He's um, awesome. Okay. Uh, all right. So we're, 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 we're moving. We're moving. Okay. So I have not got the chance to listen to your KBO podcast that you did with Dan yet, mm-hmm. Dan Kurtz. Um, but have you officially picked a KBO team yet? Yeah, it's, it's pretty simple for me. And it, when you listen to the show, there's more to it. There's uh, It's because of the way their culture of their squad's going to be different, and they're kind of rebranding themselves. But mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the Latte Giants. I'm sticking with the Giants. But it's not it, – it, part of it was because it's the Giants. But then when he describes who they are, they're kind of like the – they're rebuilding, and they're doing it a different way than the typical Korean baseball way and stuff. So I'm like, I'm behind this. They've, they really haven't won a lot before. They've had some turmoil – it's a, it's a pretty cool story to listen to. So I'm going with the Latte Giants, and um, I'm hoping they, they make a run for it because outside of uh, – there's like two teams that pretty much win it every year, So uh, and Giants aren't one of them. Yeah. I posted a tweet the other day like, hey, like I want a team basically – like I didn't say the Rays, but I'm looking for a team that, you know, does a lot with a little bit of money. They don't pay for free agents. You know, they're seen as scrappy, overachievers kind of thing. You know, they play in a, a shitty ballpark, that type of thing. Like I'm, I'm literally looking for like that type of proxy for like my race, somebody that I can actually identify with. So maybe I'll root for the Giants. I don't know. Um, okay. Next question. We really got to start picking this up, or we're not going to get to them all. Like, I have so many questions. <laughs> okay. Uh, you started writing for Rotoballer this year, right? On top of yes. all of the other commitments that you have, uh, you mm-hmm. said that it was a skill that you're actively working hard to improve on. What other hobby or skill do you want to get better at in the future? I want to get better at making video content. Um, I, I like doing all this stuff. I, I tell people and they think I'm joking. It's amazing that I figured out how to record a podcast and, and edit it and, uh, put it out to the public because <laughs> yeah. I am so electronically dumb. Like people, yeah. like when I get a new phone, it's because it's the same phone my wife had for six months. So she can teach me how to use it. Like I am yep. very, very dumb with these things. So I'm trying to like learn how to use a different camera. I looked into getting a light because like my room is a little dark. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way. But then more than that, I want to be able to like, put cool production to it. And I, I can barely figure out how to record the video, let alone post that. And I want to put production on it. That's something I really want to figure out how to do. Like, I, I think that could be a whole new, like, fun thing to do. I just can't figure it out yet. Yeah, I respect that. I like that. Video is, as self-conscious as I am about doing audio, like, video just terrifies me. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know about this, Chief, you know. You're, um, a, handsome, okay. you're a handsome young Jap. You, you, you'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. I'm just, I, you know, everybody is super critical <laughs> of themselves, or at least at least I tell myself that so I feel better about myself. But, um, okay, next, not, we're not talking about me. We're talking about you. Okay, so 
the podcast bracket challenge. That was a big thing on, you know, it was a nice distraction for us for a couple of weeks. Um, I had fun learning about new pods that I'd never heard of, but ultimately, like, I feel like towards the end, especially, it was kind of bringing out the worst in some people. Mm-hmm. This isn't an indictment on Chris, who runs at Baseball Pods. Uh, I've reached out to him. He's a fantastic dude. I love what he's yes, doing. He in all seriousness, I think it's great. Um, uh, you know, there were unforeseen consequences that, you know, like accusing people of using bots for voting and, uh, you know, people were being accused of foreign interference because, you know, mm-hmm. Rob Silver had a bunch of Canadians voting for it. Wh- whatever you want to say it is, you know, half, half of fantasy baseball Twitter shaved their heads within a week or something. I, I don't even know what, what led to that, but do you want there to be a, a podcast bracket challenge next year? Just given like all of like the weirdness of it, of having to root for different people and, and, you know, and, and certain people like lobbying for other people and not lobbying for this, like, what is your general take on it? And do you want it to be back next year? Well, first, I hope it's not back next year because that means we have baseball, so we won't need the yep. distraction. Um, yep. But I think it's fun. Uh, I don't take things too personally. I'm a very sarcastic person, and I like the jab, but I can take jabs back. It's hard to get that point across on Twitter sometimes. So some people mm-hmm. might think, and I'm not talking about just myself, like people going back and forth might get uh, portrayed a little differently. I think it's fun to do. I think it's just inevitable when you have that many people involved there's going to be controversy no matter what, and there's nothing you can do about it. So I think it's fun. I just don't, uh, I don't know how the outcome would be much different next year. Yeah. It was just like my worst nightmare whenever like multiple people were asking me like, Hey, can you help us like through this round? I'm like, I've been on both of these podcasts, you know, like these are both my friends. Like, I don't want to do that. You know, so it's just like a weird, a weird thing to be put into. Um, All right. Next question. So you, you do uh, DFS, obviously you have Mm -hmm. been a successful DFS player in the past. You've been to tournament that I slept through while you were live sweating it. And it's like one of the worst nights of my life. (laughs) Like when I woke up and I found out that you had dinked it and I slept through it, I literally felt like a garbage human being. Like I felt like so disgusted. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So my question is, why is it that the DFS community, you know, daily fantasy community, they always seem to try to project themselves as betting experts, vaccination experts, poker savants, draft scouts, and now they're trying to frame themselves as epidemiologists. Like, what is it about like this particular niche that everybody is so vocal about being an expert at literally everything? Have you noticed this? Do you mostly stay away? Like, what what, what are your thoughts on the whole DFS paradigm? That's so dead on. Um, I, I, I try to stay out of it because like I give Maddock a hard time. Cause I, I think he's a complete goofball sometimes with the things he says, nice guy, but just, but that's how a lot of them are. Like some of them yep. totally normal, nothing crazy, but like what you're saying, that sums up a large chunk of them. And I almost, I, it took every ounce of my energy not to say something today when there were people that literally were making fun of us that were excited about Korean baseball a week ago, the second the yep. DraftKings lobby, lobby opened now they said they're developing their optimizer and they're digging in and looking for splits and stuff. And I'm like, all right, let's yeah. just take yeah. a step back here real quick. <laughs> I just, I yeah. bit my tongue, didn't say a word, but that's how they all are. They all think that uh, they can solve everything with the computer and it's just never been my style. And they think they can uh, figure everything out because they, I guess, are smart enough to do it. I don't know. More power to them. Like everybody teach their own, but uh, I know exactly what you're saying. And that is uh, not the person I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I've noticed it's like, that's why it's, it's such, you know, it's so anathema to like who you are as an analyst. And like, you normally do not engage with people. Like, I never see you going after anybody. Like, 
you know, the last Jester couple of weeks. Hill. I, Jester Mel Hill. Yeah, Jester Mel Hill. We laughed about that too. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the last couple of weeks, I've actually tried to scale back my Twitter usage, not because I, you know, I, I don't announce it to people. That's one of my biggest pet peeves when people are like, I'm taking a break, guys. Like, yeah. I don't care. You don't have to announce that. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to miss you. Like, you're not that important kind of thing. Um, but yeah, just like from a mental health standpoint, and also, like, I don't want to give off this, this image of like, I know what I'm talking about and you do not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, let's, let's be realistic here. Like, I'm not an expert. Whenever I, whenever I put out articles or whatever, I normally just take a single line that I thought was interesting from it and then post it with that little excerpt. If you want to read it, if you want to do any type of critical thinking for yourself, you're more than welcome to, but I'm not trying to evangelize to you. I'm not trying to convince you that you're wrong and I'm not trying to talk down to you and act like you're stupid, but I've, I've, I've had to bite my tongue. You know, we all fall short on this at, at some point. Like I've, I've lost it a couple of times, but trying to be better. And, you know, if that means being off Twitter a little bit more and just having actual conversations with people like you on podcasts, then that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. No, I'm um, for okay. it because it's very smart of you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Um, are you going to be doing any redrafting of leagues that you have already drafted? So like if you had already drafted one, you know, months ago, are you guys, you know, if it's a home league, whatever situation, are you guys going to redraft any of the leagues that you've done? As far as I'm aware, no. Uh, the only one that I could see would be Barf, but I doubt we're all going to meet in San Francisco and do that again. So uh, mm-hmm. I, be- I believe no, and that's the reason why, like, the, the listener leagues, you're a part of one of the two. I um, I just keep pushing the date back till we find something uh, concrete, and we'll go yeah. from there because some people wanted to draft. I'm like, there's no point in drafting. Like, really, I, I, I keep debating doing, like, a $10 best ball just to kind of have some fun and check things mm-hmm. out. But other than that, I'll wait until we get a, a more concrete deal. But I don't see any redrafting. It's tough to uh, – you're, you're never going to make everybody happy there. Let's put it that way. Yeah, sure. Um, have you had any leagues that you were planning on doing that you just went ahead and said, no, I'm out? Or did leagues disband or dissolve as a result of this? Like, have you seen leagues just basically it's not happening? Yeah, there was um, – I was invited to a three-sport uh, dynasty league this last year. And they just wanted to keep drafting. And even this started like a month ago. And they wanted mm-hmm. to draft and draft. And I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. So we did the football one. Fine. We were going to draft the rookies after the draft. Okay. And then they kept pushing baseball. And I'm like, I'm not playing if we're pushing baseball. Oh, no, we're going to draft yep. this Saturday. Then I'm out. Like, I'm just telling you flat out, I'm not doing it. Well, why? It's a dynasty. It won't matter if this year is different. Yeah, it is. Like, it matters a lot. So I'm out. And that was it. I'm gone. I think it's adorable that they think that, oh, it won't matter. Okay. okay. Like, it doesn't work like that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're um, all, they're I, all, their, their answer was, well, we have all the time in the world and we're bored. We want to draft. And I said, then do a best, best ball. That simple. Yeah, that is that is that is the most simplistic. I got into that same argument with another league that I'm in. Um, my buddy, Matt Le- Lepselter, he's going to be listening to this. And uh, I, he invited me to this league years ago, back whenever like I barely knew who he was. And that was back whenever I couldn't turn a draft down. So I said yes. And it's actually become like my home league. Um, and I, I love it to death. It's the coolest draft format. They do like a, a, a slow auction, but online, it's really, really fun. Um, but long story short, like, yeah, like we had like this like inner turmoil where we had already declared keepers, but we hadn't actually had the auction yet. And then half of the league wants to do this and half the league wants to do that. And it's like, you know, like guys, like we, they're like, we already declared keepers. We have to blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, we declared keepers under the assumption that the season was beginning on, what was it? March 26th. Like, mm-hmm. like the rules have changed. You know what I mean? Like we have to adjust. Like we can't just assume that everything is going to be the same, even though there's no games being played. But um, again, I'm talking too much. All right. Next question. What is the one thing you wish people listening to this podcast right now knew about you? It could be about your podcast, your website, your personal life, anything, but just one thing that you wish you could tell the world about Bubba. About me. Oh my goodness. Yes. 
Um, is, that's there, a, is there something about you that's that's under maybe maybe not misunderstood, but just something about yourself that you maybe you wish that you did a better job of communicating to people? Oh, um, I guess I wish more people realized how sarcastic I really was, and I'm really barely ever that serious about something. That uh, yep. I would love, yep. and you kind of hinted you kind of hinted at it earlier. I would love to have civilized conversations about all kinds of things going on, but uh, mm -hmm. you can't do that because you said, like you said, you put one little sentence out and then they all think you're like evil. And that, so yep. I just kind of, I, as grown adults, it's fun to have good challenging conversations. And uh, that, that's something that I enjoy doing, but I don't get to do because everyone thinks it's the end of the world. So I'm more, people think I'm probably more just a, the chuckle fart joke guy and I'm really not. Yeah, no, I honestly I can agree with that, man. Like, I, I feel like comedy is almost dying on Twitter because you don't have context. And mm -hmm. so it's like, you know, the, the candor and the wit, like it's lost and the tone obviously isn't there at all because you're just looking at, you know, text characters. So like, I completely agree with you that like, I used to be a lot more, dare I say, edgy, you know, I hate that word. I hate that word so bad. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I've just had to like take a step back just because I don't want, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? You just can't get your point across. Um, okay, what, uh, this next question is a really heavy one, and I want you to think for a second on this, uh, but this is a big one. Are we alone in the universe? Well, didn't they just come out and say that there's UFOs? Um, <laughs> they did. Uh, yeah. Nobody's they, they, talking about this. What if, well, it's no better. It's like the Friday news dump. We're in the middle of a pandemic, so we'll just drop this right now because everyone's paranoid about everything else. They'll forget all about it. They probably dropped it during a Trump news conference, so no one even knows it happened. Um, yeah. I I want to say yes. I really do. I, I want to say well. yes. I I I I I don't think we are. I think there's other people out in space, like other planets, other. Okay. I guess aliens is the word. Uh, so I, I I believe there's 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 other presences out there. Okay, I like it. I like it a lot. I'm I'm really impressed with your answer so far, Bo. Okay. <laughs> um, I accidentally scrolled too far, so give me one second. Stand by. I'm obviously really good at this, guys. All right. Nancy's okay. a Next pro. Question. He's been doing this. Long, he's been doing this longer than I have. Yeah, go figure. Um, all right, we've talked off air about what you're going to be naming your firstborn child. Uh, you politely told me that you weren't going to tell me, and you don't care. Um, <laughs> so, can you explain your reasoning as to why you're withholding your child's name from the general public? And can you also tell me if you're considering using Yancy? I know you're having a daughter, but Yancy is a unisex name. Okay, so your thoughts. First off, no, my wife would not let me use Yancey. She wouldn't even let me use Will. <laughs> when, when we didn't know it was a boy or a girl, she wouldn't let me use Will or Clark. So uh, Yancey is probably pretty not, not going to happen. Um, and we're not letting people know because, A, it's kind of a fun surprise for us. And, B, people that uh, have asked us that had kids recently are so happy we're doing that because once you tell people that, it gives people months to criticize that it's a bad name. So yep. Yep. Uh, or, we're going to keep it to or worse, yeah. they steal your name. Yes, and this it one's happens. a and our 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 name is a, a very unique name. Like no one on this show is probably going to even know what it what it stands for, but it's got a family meaning to us. So it's yeah. uh, we really enjoy it. It's because I, I I don't like the whole celebrity goofy names, but it's a different name. But it's a <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a fan it's a family name that uh, has meaning behind it. So we we like okay. it a lot. I love that. So so you're dead set on the name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, the second we found out it was a girl, there was only one option. We had like 40 boys' names in the in the pot. There was only one girl option. I love that. Okay. All right. So on the past on a past episode, I think it was the most recent one. You asked Flip, uh, 
Toby, you asked Fat Flip. In, in my head, he's just Flip. I don't know why. Um, you asked if he had any advice for you as a new father, right? He then mm -hmm. proceeded to give you some really solid advice and then told you not to take anyone's advice and to just do what you think is right, okay? Yes. Right now, what do you think, what is the one thing that you're telling yourself, like, you know, I, I know they all say that like once it happens, like your mind just goes in a different place, you become a different person automatically. Like I talked to Sammy about this where he's like, dude, he's like, I'm like a different person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. what, what is the one piece of advice you're telling yourself now? Like the one thing that you keep holding on to, like, I really want to be this or I don't want to do this or, you know, is, is there one like theme that's stuck in your head right now as far as being a father that like you're really, really holding on to? I really want to get her into sports but i know that might not be in my complete control mm -hmm. so i have to realize it's different you, but we'll see are you afraid that she will be awesome at it and won't want to do it because i feel like that would be like the worst thing like the worst possible outcome is like say like she was playing sports and she was literally like just a savant you know what I mean? Like a Jenny Finch level softball player or like, you know, a, a Mia Hammond soccer, but like was yep. completely apathetic as far as sports. I feel like that would be the worst torture for a, like a parent ever, you know? Yeah. That'd be very, very difficult to handle. Yes. <laughs> uh, you, you'd be a hundred percent like, cause I'm, I'm pretty much already gung ho on, you know, I'm gonna let the, my daughter be who she wants to be. However she wants to be like, I don't, I'm good with all that. But part of me also, like, I really wanted to play sports and I wanted to be good at it and like it, but it's out of my control. Well, I appreciate that. There's nothing worse than like a tiger mom and a tiger dad that like they're just trying to live through their child. So like at least you're oh, cognizant okay. of it now. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's, there's okay. not going to be there's All not right, going to so be any of that. This trust next me. one. Well, I, I like where your heart's at. I, I really do. I, I like where your heart and where your head is at. All right. So uh, <laughs> all right, these next ones are really quick. Very very quick MLB predictions. Okay, I want to get it on record, updated. So when do you think the season starts? July fourth. July fourth. How many regular season games do you think we will be playing per team? 100. 100, okay. What do you think the format will look like as far as divisions go? Do you think it's going to be normal divisions? Are we going to be doing like the three stadium idea? Like what do you think happens in that regard? I think this recent three division thing works well. Um, the only caveat is like California. They're probably gonna, Those teams will probably have to play like in Arizona or something, but – I think it'll be the three division formats that uh, has been portrayed recently. I think that makes the most sense. Get some teams playing in their own stadiums. Yeah. Okay. Um, what month will people be attending live professional sporting events in America? Okay. In America, that's different because I know California won't be till at least next year. Um, yeah. America. Oh man. I still don't think anything till next year. I think, I think a, a live sporting event, unless they go like they're doing in, in uh, Korea and Japan where they're trying to propose like a fifth of the audience size and you have to see like four seats apart and stuff, which I don't mm -hmm. see happening in, in the U S I think thought to be a vaccine in the U S before it happens. Okay. I, I actually agree with you on this. Um, all right. So I know I'm putting on the spot, but if you could just think of a name, throw it out there. Who do you think wins the batting title this year or batting titles for the NL and the AL? Keston Hero. And uh, I'm gonna go. I'm going off the wall. So Keston Hira and Jose Ramirez. Love it. Okay. What about the home run title? Oh, this is easy. This is easy. Framo Reyes. I love it. Yes. All right. Uh, what about whatever Cy Youngs? You know, depending on what divisions look like, whatever. But who do you think is is winning a Cy Young this year? 
This one's a little trickier, of course, but if we're going to go a little more long shotty, I'm going to go with, um, oh, goodness, goodness gracious, you got me good here. Um, let me think. Uh, Clevenger for the AL. Mm-hmm. And, right. for the, and for the NL, give me Walker Bueller. That's pretty simple, but he's, he's fired. So okay. Yeah. All right. I, you know what? I'm actually, I'm starting. I, I have not drafted Tyler Glass now anywhere, but I really think that this, this season sets up for him so nicely. Like if he it comes does. in and literally just goes like nine and zero and like strikes out the world, like who cares if he only has two pitches? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, um, the short, shortened season is huge for him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you think that we will have a minor league contraction? Sadly, yes. I think it's absolute garbage. I, I hate it big time. I, I, I enjoy going to my single A San Jose Giants games more than a real game nowadays. And mm-hmm. I, I, I feel for anybody losing it to the, Right now, the Giants are supposed to stay, but maybe San Jose gets nixed. I don't know. I feel for anybody that's losing a franchise. I feel for the players. Like that's a, It kind of is a last chance to maybe find it and go to the next level. I think it's absolute garbage. Yeah. I've listened to a lot of podcasts talking about this where I don't think people realize just how widespread this is going to be, how devastating it's going to be to the sport, to our yep. depth, to getting to getting you know regular people invested in baseball. Like This, this is the opportunity for many people to actually see – baseball players you know like actual kids getting to go and see minor league baseball like that's where you stir up that love for the game and with that gone and with all the blackouts that you have and you know if a kid living in iowa now doesn't have a minor league team and you know half of the league is blacked out so yep. like i don't know this is another situation of, uh, of major league baseball just shooting themselves in the foot i think yeah it's a horrible um, move yeah it's gross all right um i think you guys touched on this on uh, the, the podcast with uh, jeff but where do you think yasiel puig signs because i've been trying to like really champion the Rays to like stop being such freaking cowards and go sign him but where do you think he ends up it'll be a national league team that needs a designated hitter i think the giants is a great fit especially if they're not playing an at&t park this year i think that's great um but basically i'd find a team that needs a a, a dh and go that route i'm going to stick with the giants because that's easy but it could be a handful of teams, like even, oh, geez, uh, a team like um, the Mets. Could you, Well, Suspedis will probably be there. That's a great spot for mm-hmm. Suspedis. Uh, like the, the Brewers, they could use Braun at DH or Puig would be sneaky interesting there. Uh, teams like that. Okay. Again, guys, I, I did not send him these questions. I'm really just like putting them on the spot. And anybody who's podcasted before or like watched Jeopardy, like you know that like recall just pulling stuff up on a whim is like incredibly difficult. Like I could barely name like four baseball players right now. And I'm just like asking Bubba to like, like <laughs> answer all these questions. So, um, all right. These, these next ones are rapid fire questions. Okay. One or two words at the max. Okay. Are you ready? You don't sound ready. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. You said okay, one or two right. words. So I was quiet. Okay. No, I, I didn't say it to be quiet. Just, <laughs> no. Okay. So first question, do you already own a girl dad t-shirt? Yes. Do you uh, see? I, I knew that. Was I bought it. Okay. I bought it immediately. I knew, I knew, I knew that that was the question asked because I knew you would already have one. Okay, have I have not utilized... worn it though. I have not worn it though. Well, yeah, I mean, technically, that's like that's like uh, what was it called? Stolen valor, like talk... you know, like in the what? Yeah, it's like talking about a no hitter in the seventh inning. Yeah, you just don't do it yet. You're you're right. You got your whole life to wear that shirt. I agree. And we're you and I are really on the same page tonight. Okay, <laughs> have you utilized Toby's pocket aces strategy at all this year? Once, because I needed to see if it actually worked. I also have done it once, and I'm not going to lie. My team looks so sick. Oh, my God, it looks sick. So, tip, you know, tip of the hat to him. I don't know if it's, it's right or not, but the team looks fire. All right, next question. Who is the funniest person on baseball Twitter? That's a loaded question. 
Um, Danielle Salinger. Danielle is Justin's amazing. wife. Mm-hmm. She's like way. She's like way better than Justin. Oh, <laughs> uh, just wait till well, one of these days when you make it out to Barf and you get to meet her. It is. It's life altering. I, I'm looking forward to it. You know what's funny is Justin's invited me multiple times to come to Barf. He's like, if you can fly out, he's like, most most of the years he's like, we end up having like 14 teams or whatever. He's like, literally, we'll just like add you. But of course, yeah. you know, life gets in the way, and I haven't come out yet. But one of these days, I'm going to. It's gonna be great. Um, Danielle is a perfect pick. I want to throw out Gray from Rasball. He's good too. For some yes. reason, I, I I don't think people really understand just like how clever and witty that dude is. And also Alex Fast. I mean, there's a lot of funny people, but like for some reason, like I just really appreciate the cut of his jib. Like. Like he, he, I, I called to congratulate him and Nick, um, the night that they won the podcast bracket challenge. And I was just laying in bed with my wife and he was just like making us die from laughter. Like he is so freaking funny. Um, and, he's and he's very like not PG. He's not like, you know, politically correct off of podcasting, you know, because which I Nick appreciate. Talons, yeah. Nick Talons <laughs> can't grasp into him, you know, while he's on the yep. phone with somebody else. So I really yep. appreciate that. Um, okay. Yep. Twitter is free as you know would you pay per month and how much would you pay per month to use it? Great question. I would say yes, but no more than like 10 to 20 bucks. And I say yes for the fact that I needed to keep pushing my product. Okay. All right. Well, that actually answers the next question, which is, would you delete your Twitter account and start over from scratch for $10,000? Oh yeah, no problem. Would you really? Well, because I know everybody I'd follow again, and I could build my brand real quick, and I got ten thousand. That's interesting. I, I went on a different route because I thought, like, okay, like I have like half as many followers as you do, right? But I have mm-hmm. like crazy ardent followers. Like I can say, hey guys, I need a bunch of you guys to go do this thing for me online. It's really inconvenient, but can you just drop True. everything and do it right now? And they would do it. You know what I mean? True. So, like I feel like that is so so valuable, and like I would be so afraid of like like people falling through the cracks, like me not reconnecting with somebody that like, I would literally have to think about it even for $10,000. Maybe, maybe I'm a sucker, you know, maybe I'm a sucker. I don't know. Okay. Um, what is the first restaurant you're going to be eating at whenever society finally opens back up? Well, if it's just in my local town where we have like 15 Mexican restaurants, we have El Sonolescence on our corner. It used to be our Friday night date spot. And I'd go Mm -hmm. back there in in a heartbeat. Um, if we have to go down farther South, I would go to, it's called street side. I'd get my burger and and fries and a side salad. And they have like 40 different beers on tap that change every time a kid goes out. And they have TVs everywhere. So the restaurants are open. That should mean we have sports back. And that would be an amazing mm. day again. That sounds great, dude. Uh, what is what is your like go-to burger? What do you put on a burger? I'm I'm a big fan of a, a good pepper jack cheese, like a little spice. Um, uh-huh. Bacon, for sure. If you want to throw some uh, chilies or jalapenos on there, that's always nice. But uh, I can I, I don't go too crazy. I'll keep it simple. It's like ba- a bacon cheeseburger. If it's made right with like good thick bacon, it's pretty phenomenal. I don't mind the egg thing, but it gets real messy. Yep, I agree. I uh, you know down here in Florida, like especially where I live, it's very touristy, so it's a lot of chain restaurants and stuff. So like really like the best as far as like an established burger place is probably Five Guys. And, yes. you know, I'm always getting like the bacon cheeseburger, but I always have them put jalapenos on it and then yep. all the peppers, onions, all, all the stuff that you could possibly throw in. But here, pro tip, guys, pro tip, if you do not do this, don't get ketchup. Ketchup sucks. You know what is better than ketchup in every single possible scenario? Steak sauce. Get the A1 sauce on your Five Guys burger. I promise. It's like, it is amazing. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. We were about to okay. have a fight there because I'm a huge ketchup fan, but your adjustment oh. to steak sauce is acceptable. So I'm okay there. 
Ironically, I put A1 sauce on everything but steak. I literally don't use it for steak well, at all. Hey, but I think it's my theory. My theory is if a steak's cooked properly, you don't need sauce. Yes, yes, you don't need anything. Just salt. Literally, just salt. It, ter- how, it terrifies me when good. you go to a nice restaurant. When you go to a nice restaurant and they ask you if you want to add sauces to it, that scares me. I agree, man. You know what? We are really uncovering <laughs> some truths tonight, and I'm I'm here for this. <laughs> yep, definitely. All right. Uh, next question: Who is your dream podcast guest? Who would you kill to have on the podcast with you? I've had some, I've had some amazing people already. Um, the thing is, when I started Bench with Bubba way back when, I wanted to just talk all things baseball. So I wanted fancy mm-hmm. baseball and regular baseball. So that's kind of one thing that I've tried, like having Dan Kurtz on. I've con- tried to contact some other people during this time, uh, like what Alex and, and um, Nick are doing, getting players on. I want stuff like that. So if I could have Will Clark on the podcast, that would be the best. Will Clark. Okay. I love it. Um, I actually... I didn't even think about who I would say for that scenario, but I would want it to be like somebody like really, really like hard to get that would just like mm-hmm. do for the show. Like if I got like, you know, Obama or like George Bush or Donald Trump or something like, you awesome. know, even if I don't agree with everything, all of them say, like, you know, I'm going to get a million downloads. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, okay. if that, if that's the case, give me Joe, <laughs> if that's the case, give me Joe Rogan, one Joe Rogan retweet and life is going to be golden. Yeah, there you go. And he's so picky too. Like he, you know, I've listened to him for years too. And, you know, again, another example of like, you know, not a perfect person, but like at least he, he, you know, he tries to speak. Civilized conversations. Yeah. Three hour conversations. You can actually get into context and have a back and forth. And again, I I do not agree with everything he says, but a hundred percent. Like he's one of the original people to actually do long form conversations. And I love everything about it. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Um, Okay. Next question uh, for you. Would you rather be invited to tout wars or labor, like that's, you know, two, towers or labor, one of those two, or qualify your way into the NFBC main event next year. So towers and labor, I'm pretty sure you have to pay an entry fee and you do not win money if you, if you do anything, you know, because you have, you have to pay for the hotel and the rooms and all these different things. But with NFBC, like you're basically booking a ticket and you can, you know, you can pull Rob Silver and bank $100,000. So which is a towers or NFBC main event next year? That is... Wow. I think I'll go main event for the chance to win a hundred thousand dollars, but I similar to the Rotowire talk earlier, I've always dreamed of being in Tower Wars. That would be mm-hmm. one of those awesome things. Cause usually once you're in, you're until you're done. So yep. that's always been unless a pretty awesome really thing. Suck. Yeah, unless yes. you really, really suck or you 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 piss a bunch of people off or you don't take it seriously. But yeah, you're basically grandfathered into it. So it's like yeah, you, so... it's almost like going like going into college and like joining a fraternity and like you have like built-in friends yes. you know, I, I was never in one but like I, I hear that expression like you bought your friends whatever but like you would immediately mm-hmm. be like supplanted into like this like this fraternity of like elites of the elite you know so yeah um, but i think I, i'll I go main event For, it's, a great, it's a great it's a great it's a great question yeah. it's a tough question because i'd like to do them all but i guess i'll pick main event if i pick just one Okay, um, you've told me this before, and I forgot, so I'm going to ask you again. What does the KC stand for in your Twitter name? It's the little small town I live in, King City. All right, well, there you go. That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> everybody no. always says Kansas City. It throws everybody off. It's so much Kansas fun. They say Kansas City, or they say, yeah, or they say uh, that your last name is Dentrick, which I, I yes. love. Everybody, <laughs> hey, that Bubba Dentrick. No, nope. oh, man, he, it happens <laughs> so much, and I just kind of bite my tongue, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be nice right now. And, just, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you literally like don't care, which, which I love. Um, no, okay, next no, question is a serious one. Serious question right here. What is your favorite color? Blue. Me too. Okay, we were soulmates. Um, of everybody that you have competed with, 
or against in the Bay Area Rotisserie Fantasy League or the Barf League of everybody that you've competed with in the past, who is the best player? Oh, you man. can't say yourself. Oh, you're going to make me pick. I'm going to say because I've competed yeah. against this person more so, I'm going to say Sammy Reed. I mean, l- listen, I, I, I'm, hasn't he won like three out of four leagues? That's why like, I have to pick him. Football and baseball, yeah. too. That, that's why yeah, I have like to pick him. Just, like they're, they're, they're all super good competitors, but he has like shipped it many times. Yeah, so the results speak for themselves. Hat tip to Sammy. Um, yep. Okay, next question. Of everybody that you've competed with in the Bay Area Rotisserie Fantasy League, who is the worst player? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. This, I'm just kidding. You That's had... a joke question. You don't have to answer that. You don't have yeah, to answer I was about that. to say, don't, don't make me say this. <laughs> yeah, they know who they are. Right? Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're not in the league anymore. <laughs> okay, we're, we're, we're getting down here. We've got a couple more questions. All right, uh, Bubba, do you have a favorite movie? Favorite movie? That is a good question because yep. I like comedies. I like some dramas. If I had to pick just one movie for the rest of my life, that is tough. But it, can I pick a franchise because I am a big-time Star Wars fan? Bubba, it's your show. You can do whatever you want. I'll pick Star Wars. And if if I have to narrow it down, give me the original four through six. But uh, I like the Star Wars franchise. I respect that. Yeah, see, yes. the, the, the question of, like, your favorite anything is really hard because, like, I have a lot of favorite albums, but I don't have mm-hmm. one favorite album. Like, and it depends you know, on what you're the, in the mood for. The Matrix. It's yeah, exactly. Like, I The Matrix is probably my favorite movie. It's probably the movie that I've watched the most. But do I want that to be the one movie I watch for the rest of my life? No. Like, oh my God, no. You know. Yep. Um, okay. Next question. Do you play a musical instrument? No, I do not. If If you could play an instrument, what instrument do you wish you played? I wish I played the drums. I always wanted to play the drums. I wasn't allowed to play the drums because they were too noisy. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't know if you knew this, but I played drums all through school and in college and competed nice. professionally. Yep. Nice. So I am a drummer. Yeah. Nice. Um, we're, we're really like kindred spirits here. It's like it's yep. wild. You're three thousand miles away, but the overlap is <laughs> is stark. Um, okay. So during quarantine, I know you were one of the last people I I have ever heard on planet Earth to get a Netflix subscription. Um, it's kind of unfair for me to say that because I've been using my little sisters since like, I don't know, I was like in 11th grade. Um, but so I technically don't have my own subscription, but what is the best TV show or movie that you have seen on Netflix during the shutdown? Ozark by far. Like it's not even close for me. It's amazing. It's 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 amazing. I, uh, a lot of, a lot of death. Sorry if you guys hear my dog in the background. He refuses to not be by my side. Um, Ozark's great. Pretty gruesome. Um, lots of people dying. You know, if that's your thing, then heck yeah, it is great. And I'm in like halfway through season two, so like everybody keeps telling me they're like, oh, just wait, and they're all like smiling and stuff. Like it's about to really hit the fan. Um, what is the worst TV show or movie that you've seen during the shutdown? Um, I think I'm thinking with Love Is Blind. That was a, a rough. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's it's, it's one of the rea- it's one of the, it's one of the reality shows. It's like painful entertainment like you can't take your eyes away from it but you really shouldn't be watching that um do they talk about like feelings and stuff oh yeah it's a dating show i hate that okay next question what is the worst part about podcasting the worst part about podcasting is random technical issues in the middle of a podcast that screw everything Mm -hmm. up that is horrible it's it's not like uh it's when it happens right in the middle or a bad internet connection, stuff like that. And you don't want to be rude. 
but you're already thinking this is going to sound horrible and you keep going, that that's rough. Yeah, I will say this to piggyback up what you said, because it's basically the same thing. When you record, especially when you have a guest and, you know, they had to take time out of their schedule and they come on and say you have technical difficulties or say you think everything went great and then come to find out the podcast audio file was lost or it was corrupted or only one side of the conversation is so basically you lose a podcast um you know i was just on the raswell podcast with gray and ralph and they lost the first one and it was awesome and we did it again and you know that one i, I felt really strongly about that one as well but the first one was like magic and it is gone you'll never forever. recreate that you'll never yeah, recreate you know, it and that part sucks losing podcasts sucks so bad mm-hmm. um okay uh what is the last band band b-a-n-d that you listen to uh, last band that I listened to uh, mm-hmm. was probably Brother Brothers Osborne. Interesting selection. Okay, as far as like your musical taste, I know everybody like everybody always says, "Oh, I listen to everything." Everybody says that, and that's like the worst answer in the world, especially like whenever somebody's really into music and you just say, "Oh, I listen to a little bit of everything." To me, that's like an fu. That's saying like <laughs> I'm not even going to engage with you intellectually. I'm not even going to take your question seriously. Like I'm just you know, whatever. I'm giving you the bare minimum answer. I'm batting the Mendoza line. That's what I'm giving you. Um, what does your music uh, appetite, I guess, what does your musical diet look like? What do you mostly listen to? What are albums that you listen to a lot or like comfort albums? Like what, is, what does that look like? Who is Bubba? What genres are you getting into? It, it depends, obviously, but uh, I like older country music, the old stuff. Okay. Some of the new stuff I can handle, like Brothers Osborne, I really like. So more like rock country. But uh, some of this poppy stuff doesn't really work for me. I like that. I love old school hip hop. I'm a big fan okay. of that, like NWA and those guys. I can people used to make fun of me because I'd have my earphones in rapping, and there's just a big white guy walking down the street, and did, they just did not expect me. that. Yeah, I did not yeah, expect I, that. I used to be able. I used to know all the, the lyrics like Fifty Cent and Nelly and stuff like that. So like, like you know, maybe early two thousands, but like nineties, eighties hip hop. I'm a fan. I love classic rock, like Queen. Uh, stuff like that. And then my favorite band ever is Metallica. I can listen to Metallica time and time again. I've driven to Pasadena to see them. I've seen them so many times. I am a gigantic Metallica fan. Do you have a favorite Metallica song? Yes. uh, It's the opening of Bench with Bubba called Inter Sanitarium. No, it's just called, it's called Welcome Home Sanitarium. I, uh, I, you know, weirdly enough, like they're, they're thought of as like, you know, a metal band and you know, which they are, that's an accurate determination, but I really don't think that they get enough credit for being symphonic metal. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. some of their best arrangements are like Call of Cthulhu or, um, you know, like they're just like, as far as like an actual musical composition standpoint, like they're really, really talented. And yep. like, I don't, I think they're one of those bands that kind of gets pigeonholed into being like, oh, you know, Inner Sandman yep. type of thing. But like, I, I've always felt like there's so much more than that. Yep. Last week, Fine. I... Um, Find me a metal right, right. band. Find me a metal band that can play with the San Francisco Orchestra and sound amazing. Yeah, that was one of the coolest things ever. I'm serious. Yep. Um, so that was an interesting one. All right. So last question. Okay. Um, are you aware of how talented you are as a podcaster and how much relief you bring to people like me for free multiple times a week? Are you aware that like this is a thing that you're good at and that people genuinely appreciate what you're doing? I've had people compliment me. I guess I'm not aware to the level that it might, as you are saying, I appreciate the kind words. Um, that's the goal is, and I've said that, especially, especially during this time, I, I could easily just take time off. Like that's not a problem. I could say, Oh, there's something to talk about. 
and I'm done. And nobody but, would judge you. Yeah. No, but my point is, as I know and others do, is you know people are used to listening to you, and people have are creatures of habit. And if we can provide anything for entertainment for a half hour, hour, hour and a half, two hours, whatever, I want to try to do that. So I'm trying to figure out ways to do it, and uh, that that's why I do it. I love talking sports. Like that's why I got into this. Um, when I was a kid, I wanted to be like a broadcaster. If I couldn't play professional sports, I wanted to be a broadcaster. I wanted to talk sports for a living. So this is the easiest way to do it. And this might be as far as it goes, just talking about this a few times a week. But maybe it goes farther. Who knows? But uh, I appreciate the kind words. And that's the goal is I hope people enjoy it. I hope people find enjoyment. I hope people tell their friends about it um, and, and, and want it to keep happening because I love doing it. And I just want to make it bigger and better. And hopefully uh, I get some more creative people on and, uh, and enjoy it. But uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, well, I, I want you to feel... I want you to feel like, um, I know it sounds like super corny, but you, you touched on a couple of things that I think are just completely spot on. Um, whenever, you know, I would do a podcast regularly with uh, Chris McBrien, uh, whenever I would do podcasting with uh, Jason Consoli or Mike Gavinelli, uh, me and Joe Pisapia did it with Chris McBrien for a while. Um, and then, you know, whenever I did Pop as a Roll with Chris, like there was this moment where, you know, you're, you're always going to have times when you don't want to record whenever you're, you know, my, my schedule back then I was still working in retail. It was a, extremely erratic and I had to postpone and, and reschedule and I would show up to podcast recordings late. And, you know, I always felt really, really bad about that. And, you know, I, I've, I've started two podcasts and quit two podcasts, but um, I always felt like this obligation because one or two emails from somebody or one or two tweets, or, you know, somebody saying like, Hey, I really miss the podcast. Like I'm used to listening to it on this day or, you know, um, you know, I have a family friend that I've been friends with her son for years and years and years. And that's how she would like keep up with me with listening to the podcast. And like those, that handful of small, like words of, of, uh, of affirmation from people like really goes a long way. And, you know, somebody like you, like you, you have a very sizable audience, especially as far as like baseball podcasts go. And again, this sounds super corny, but like, you know, I listen to dozens and dozens of podcasts, but there's only a handful I, that I can count on, you know, to constantly put out content. And as soon as the podcast drops, I have it, you know, my settings turned on to auto download and it gets pushed up to the top of the queue. And I, you know, I listen to podcasts and you're one of those. So um, thank you for having me on. We, I think we nailed an hour. We're like right at an hour, which is just amazing. Cause I had literally like 66 questions on here. Um, but yeah, so listen, I hope you, I hope you like keep the fire and, you know, I know that, parenthood is going to change a lot of things and you know maybe you, you might have to cut some of the podcasts and some of the 17 different sports that you cover you know like on a, on a religious level um but yeah man i'm just really excited for you i, I want i wanted to be able to say it like you know we, we talked on the phone whenever i found out that you guys are having a baby but you know just to put out there in the ether that you know bubba's one of the good guys and if you guys are listening to this like please you know whenever you see him tweeting out a podcast show retweet that you know help him expand his audience to other people and and, and show that you appreciate him you know he's not asking for money he's not asking for you to do anything but um, just make it easier for other people to find the show. And, you know, that's the type of uh, encouragement that it, it makes more likely that he's going to continue doing this uh, even deep into the throes of, of parenting and fatherhood. So um, once again, Bubba, that was kind of long winded. I really appreciate you answering all my questions. This was a lot of fun. I'm sorry that it went so long in between. Me you're you're and, um, not, you're yeah. not done yet. You're not done yet. Yeah. I have three, I have three listener questions. Okay. You. Well, perfect. Perfect. Um, well, we're and, and we're and running I'm, long. And I'm glad I'm glad we're not on video right now. So thank you. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, Cody McDonald, great listener to the show uh, at Comacdo. Yep. Question: What are you reading? This is for both of us, but I don't read nearly like you do. What are you reading lately? It does not have to be a baseball question. Um, sure. I it, it, I actually read very very little baseball content. Um, 
like especially now because like there's no baseball going on like normally i'm reading articles and analysis and stuff i don't really seek out like baseball books i know that kind of sounds like a like a weird thing to say i'm i'm currently reading many worlds in one uh it's by alex Valenkin. he's a physicist and cosmologist um one of my little side hobby side hustle things is um i like physics i like you know quantum theory i like learning how the universe works or supposedly works um it's not for everybody I realized it felt like you were talking about how like if you and Toby were going to start, um, you know, just like talking about, I don't know, basket weaving or something, people would be like, hey, we came here for baseball. You know what I mean? So like there's that weird alienation where you want to give your audience what they want. Um, like with me, like I have a lot of these interests that far outweigh baseball, but I pigeonholed myself super early whenever I was, you know, first new to Twitter for like, I'm just known for fantasy baseball. You know what I mean? And like, I'm dying for somebody to talk to me about like, you know, like, the universe, you know, and, and just finding that outlet has been, you know, kind of frustrating, but I read a lot of science books. I read a lot of history books, a lot of nonfiction. Um, I'm somebody that's like really trying to figure out how the world works. And, you know, the more you learn, the more you realize that you don't know. So it's just like this, you know, insatiable quest to, uh, you know, to just like feed my brain and, and, and distract myself. And without baseball right now, like I'm, I'm doing even more reading, which is great, but uh, holy crap, I want baseball back. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, I just picked up the new one from Jared Diamond, Swing Kings, the inside story of baseball's home runs. And uh, I don't read a ton. Like I, I'm just usually recording or typing or something. So by the time I'm done, I just want to go to bed. But I started reading that one. It's really cool about the basically the development of the launch angle revolution. It opens up with uh, how J.D. Martinez and Justin Turner change their swings and stuff. It's a pretty cool read. Mm. So that's that's what I'm on right now. I hate that his um, name is Jared Diamond. I know he's a writer, right? Yes. I, I think he covers like New York area sports, whatever. But also, Jared Diamond is the name of the author of Guns, Germs, and Steel, which is like great uh, book. An anthropology, great it's book. an anthropology book. Yeah, and you know, it won the Pulitzer Prize, and it's one of my favorite books. I recommend it to people. I gifted it to people. And uh, why does their name have to be the same? Couldn't one of them go by like J <laughs> Diamond or something like? You couldn't use a middle name or something like Jesus. Yep, yep. Tough, tough stuff there. Um, next question from Mike in Milwaukee. How many podcasts does Yancey listen to? Um, let me look at my podcast app right now. Uh, it's over a hundred, and I have like this like real. I I have no social life outside of like podcasting and the internet. Every like New Year's Eve, I literally like clean out my podcast. Like I go through them, and I I have to be very very like honest with myself, which is okay. Am I actually listening to this? What am I getting out of it? If if it's not something that as soon as I see it drop, I'm in love with it. I unsubscribe. Um, so considering right now we're in April, it's almost May. I think I have around a hundred, um, as the year goes on, I'll keep adding, adding, adding. And then, you know, right on New Year's Eve again, I'm going to shed it, but it's somewhere between like a hundred and 120. Most of them, like I said, science podcasts, a lot of sports ones, but I haven't really been listening to much sports podcasts at all. All right. Thank Chris, you. Mike. Good question. There's a great question at Chris, Chris at baseball pods. He asks, who is Yancey's all time favorite San Francisco giant and why? And then who is Bubba's all-time favorite Tampa Bay Ray and why? So who's your favorite giant? I did not see this question. Um, wow, this sucks. This is what it feels like to be put on the spot, isn't it, Bubba? <laughs> I figured um, this would be easy for you. Uh, I mean, I, if you're thinking that I'm going to say Evan Longoria, I have like a little <laughs> bit of a story. I've told this before. There is one person on the Rays past, present, and anything like that. There's one Rays player who has ever Hollywooded me, and it was Evan Longoria. I have, you know, I, I have a phone camera roll that's filled with dozens and dozens of pictures of all these players and, uh, you know, people talking with me and Corey Dickerson and Evan Longoria and 
you know, tons of prospects and Brent Honeywell, like everybody has been super, super great with me because, you know, I would go up to Port Charlotte where they, they do their spring training and I would go during just the first week where they're not even playing games. And because the race has such a small fan base, you know, and they are here in South Florida in the middle of the, you know, the spring, it's hot, nobody goes to them. Like I was literally there and there was like 10 people. So like I had access to all of these players and everybody's always been super cool. I go every single year. I never want autographs. I just want to, you know, hey, can you take a picture? I'm not here to get, you know, autographs, anything like that. The only person who has ever Hollywood me multiple times is Evan Longoria. He does not sign for people. He does not sign for kids. He does not take photos. He does not acknowledge you. He, I, I mean, I'm sure he's a great guy and I'm sure, you know, he's, he's super professional. He's a great dad and all these things, but he has never shown me like a single head nod. So like, as far as I'm concerned, like you guys can have them. <laughs> <laughs> so then who's your favorite? Uh, Pablo Sandoval was really fun. I don't, he, yep. he was just fun, man. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it's such a weird body type. And like, I identify with like, you know, he looks like kids like I went to school with, you know what I mean? And like, he's playing like professional baseball and stuff. So I, I guess it's Pablo Sandoval, but Tim Lincecum was really fun for a long time too. Well, not a long time, but like a flash in the pan, but those two seasons were just probably one of those two, Lincecum or, or, or Sandoval. But, um, I mean, is, is it definitely, well, actually who, who is yours, Bubba? Mine, it's, it's tough. Like you said, it's not as easy as it sounds. And I've been like a closet Rays fan for a long time. Like I, I've really enjoyed them. I talked about it on show. Um, I think I'm going to go with Carl Crawford just based on his overall, the way he played, how hard he played. He's diving everywhere and stealing bags. And he was kind of one of the original OG Rays when it kind of got going. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I'm going to go Carl Crawford. I also really, really liked Carlos Pena and the, the Placata. I, I was a big mm-hmm. fan of uh, Pena in Tampa Bay as well. So yep. that's right. Carl Crawford stole six bags in one game. He's a, he was a monster. I like he the was pick. A monster. I respect it. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> that was like a question. That was, honestly, that was a super tough question. Like I, I yeah. don't really think about like like specific teams like that. I just think of like other oh, players that I like. But like to pick like of you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. just a super tough question on his part. So thank you. Um, last question we have here. I'm just, yes, this is the last one. Just came in at Heath Caps. Okay, we know Heath. Um, another buddy. And, yes. Yes, another buddy. In what state will we all meet up to hang out and lament about slow drafters? Gas is cheap. <laughs> um, <laughs> I say uh, not only is gas cheap, but also flights. If we're gonna yes. do it, let's do it. Let's let's all fly out to Hawaii. Yep. Alex Chamberlain's gonna put us up. Um, we all have to make sure that we keep our shirts on because you know his wife is not about that life. Um, but we'll all go. We'll all go down to Hawaii and we'll, we'll enjoy ourselves. We'll have a really, really good time. Um, I mean, why not? It's 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 America. You know what I mean. Our money is good mm-hmm. there, and you no know, flights are super cheap. I'm a big fan of that answer. I will. I'll go with that. That sounds like a great time to get away. Nothing yeah. like being in paradise to uh, lament slow drafters. That's outstanding. Um, yep. Well, that'll do it, Yancy. We did it again. Uh, I was so happy to have you back when we set this up. I was. Uh, we've been talking mm-hmm. about it for a while now. I didn't know where we were going. Like uh, when we set this up, I'll just preface it to everybody. Yancey flat out said, he's like, you can ask the normal questions if you want at the front, but I'm going to take over and ask you all the rest. I said, sure. Sounds good. So that's what we did. And I had a blast. I hope the listeners had a blast. Uh, Yancey, thank you, my friend. Yep. Uh, thank you for having me on. I, I Like I said, I, I hope we don't wait, what was it, like two years before I come back on again. This was a lot of fun. Um, once again, man, in, in case I don't talk to you before you have your child, um, just super happy for you guys. And, you know, life is going to come at you fast. But, you know, certain people, and I know that sounds kind of weird, but last thing I'll say, 
certain people, you kind of worry about them being parents, you know what I mean? Just because, you know, they're, they're not good at taking care of themselves, just as like individual people and you know, they're really irresponsible. And, you know, maybe, maybe you, you question fundamentally, like how good of a human being they are. I know this sounds a little whatever, but like, you're like one of those people where like, there's just no, there's no hesitation. There's no, oh, wow. Like he's going to be a dad. Like, I know you guys are going to crush it. You're going to be an awesome dad. And uh, like I said, just really talk to Ashley about Yancey being like this, like really, you know, unique <laughs> unisex name. It'll get attention, but it's not too weird. I'm just saying, just just, just throw it out there. I'll see what I can do. I'll work on yeah. it for you. <laughs> but uh, everybody check out Yancey on Twitter, Twitter, as always, at Yancey Eaton. You can't miss that guy. He's one of the best, as you can tell. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This is Bench with Bubba, episode 281. Catch you guys later. a home policy from American Family Insurance because you'll feel protected no matter how the wind blows. Also, you can keep enjoying the home of your dreams. And our expert agents can help you save up to 23% when you bundle home with auto. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.